And I got to say this too, just because it's colder outside, keep your body moving through the winter. It's going to help your mood. It will help your metabolism. When you stop moving, this is actually some early research I learned about over a decade ago that really shaped my thinking. What they found is that if you don't meet a minimum activity threshold every single day, your body doesn't regulate its hunger hormones that well. So if you basically stop moving, you're more hungry all the time. But if you reach this activity threshold, your body and your brain is able to maintain better levels of this hormone called ghrelin that stimulates hunger. So you want to move enough in the winter time and you cannot let cold be an obstacle. You got to adapt your plan, right? Your plan can't stay static. The principles stay static, but the plan adapts with the season. Hey there, my friend. It's Dr. Anthony Balduzzi, and I want to welcome you back to another episode here on the Fit Father Project and Fit Mother Project podcast. In today's episode, I wanted to dive into the topic of how our health routines and our strategies must change as the seasons of the year change. At the time of recording this here in the United States, it is November, and winter is setting in all across the country, which means a couple things. It gets dark a lot earlier, it's a lot colder outside, and this is changing the different kinds of environmental pressures that interact with our health routines. Now, let me back up for a second before we get into some of the specifics that I want to share with you in today's episode. The big picture idea that we really try to nail home with a lot of our content, our episodes, and our programs is the fact that you must establish a personal health routine. You must have a rhythm with your nutrition, meaning you have a meal timing schedule set up. You know when you're eating your meals on a regular schedule. You're going to figure out some of your go-to meals, the right kind of meals you have for like a go-to breakfast, maybe a go-to lunch. You got to have some kind of exercise rhythm in your weeks. You know how many days you're exercising and the kinds of exercise you love. That routine is key, and that is the through line throughout your year. Your routine is your structure, and when you have the structure, you can be consistent, and when you're consistent, you can create and sustain long-term health. But if we just looked at that in isolation, it doesn't respect the fact that all of life is dynamic. Things are constantly changing. So we have structure, but that structure needs to actually interface with the dynamic nature of our lives. And one of the main reasons and one of the main, I guess, aspects of our lives is the fact that our years run on seasons. So the stuff we may be doing in the summer when it's warm and sunny outside might be different than the stuff we do in the winter. So I want to talk about that because I think in particular in the Northern Hemisphere, this winter time is a time where a lot of people get into trouble with their health. They're often less active. They're not outside as much. They're eating more sugary foods. And this is a symptom, not the root cause. It's a symptom of people not being able to adapt their health routines to the new changes and pressures of a colder climate and darker environment. So let's talk about it. In looking at how you can adapt your health routine in the wintertime, I think we need to look at three areas, your sleep, your movement, and your nutrition, and I want to talk about these things. First thing that's important is let's look at sleep and circadian rhythm. When it goes into the wintertime, wherever that is for you, depending on where you live in the world, and it's getting darker earlier, that can lead to some changes to your circadian rhythm. So I think the key thing here is to become conscious. What kind of choices do you want to make about your bedtime and your wake-up time? It could be different than it is in the summer. I know for me, at least, in the summer, I might get up at like 5 a.m. when the sun is rising very early. In the winter, I might push my wake-up time to more like 6.30 a.m. because I like to wake up sometime around the sun. Not to say you have to necessarily make a change 
change, but I think it's important to look at how is the light and dark cycle affecting your circadian rhythm? And are you going to make some changes during the winter season to shift your schedule a little bit? And if the answer is no, you want to stick with your same schedule, that is totally fine. But then we need to understand that this new schedule is operating with a different darkness. So if you're used to working out in the evening and it used to be light in the summer, now you're working out in the darkness in the wintertime when it's like dark around 5, 6 p.m., just know that this is a variable that you need to build into your understanding of your routine. Another thing that's very important as it comes to circadian rhythm is in the wintertime, we're not getting as much vitamin D. And vitamin D is so important for your immune strength, for your mood, for your overall well-being. And there's actually something called seasonal affective disorder. They call it SAD, where basically people get depressed during the wintertime. And one of the big mechanisms and reasons why this happened is low vitamin D. In fact, in places like Alaska, where the whole wintertime, it's like completely dark, what they found is people who have seasonal depression, they supplement with them with vitamin D and they give them these lights they can put in their house. They feel tremendously better and they don't have the kind of depression. So what I recommend for you and your family is to look at if you're not getting as much sunshine on your skin, which is the best form of vitamin D, could you possibly supplement with vitamin D throughout the wintertime? A good starting point might be 5,000 IUs, which can be taken safely for a super long time. So you could take 5,000 IUs of D3 throughout the wintertime, and that will just help with your circadian rhythm. It'll help make sure you're getting good D3 production. And I think it's just something that's really good and important of note. So moving off of sleep, let's move into movement, because this is an area I think a lot of people also get caught up, because when it's warm outside, it's really easy to go for a walk with your family after dinner, do some exercise outside. But what happens is when it gets cold outside, a lot of people just stop moving because they didn't think about how they can adapt their movement plan for the conditions that happen every single winter. So instead of being derailed every single winter, ask yourself, what is this opportunity right now with the changing climate? How can I make changes? So maybe it is harder for you to get outside and do the outside exercise that you like. So maybe you start doing an in-home, at-home workout routine. You get some weights in your garage or in your living room, and you do little at-home workouts like our Fit Fathers and Fit Mothers do in our programs. Maybe there's a new hobby that you can do in the winter that you do enjoy for moving your body. Maybe you do like snowshoeing if there's lots of snow in your area. Maybe you do still like to get bundled up and take a walk. Either way, The act of making the conscious thinking about what are you going to adapt with a colder environment is super key because if you don't do this, what will happen is a routine that was contingent upon good weather will just fall off the wayside and this gap that's left in your life is ultimately going to lead to inactivity and then inactivity snowballs into all sorts of things like not eating as well and then that leads into the feeling of being sluggish and then guilty and this is the snowball effect that people get caught in whereas if you were conscious and you're like, okay, it's colder outside, what kinds of exercises can I do? Maybe I go to an indoor gym indoor track to get my exercise in during the winter. And in the summer times, I'm a little more outside. Whatever it is for you, just make the choice and think about this kind of stuff. And I got to say this too, just because it's colder outside, keep your body moving through the winter. It's going to help your mood. It will help your metabolism. When you stop moving, this is actually some early research I learned about over a decade ago that really shaped my thinking. What they found is that if you don't meet a minimum activity threshold every single day, your body doesn't regulate its hunger hormones that well. So if you basically stop moving, you're more hungry all the time. But if you reach this activity threshold, your body and your brain is able to maintain better levels of this hormone called ghrelin that stimulates hunger. So you want to move enough in the winter time and you cannot let cold be an obstacle. You got to adapt your plan, right? Your plan can't stay static. The principles stay static, but the plan adapts with the season. So that's a little bit about movement. How are you going to change that? Now, on the nutrition front, I think there's a lot of good opportunities with every season because the cool thing is like eating fresh food that's grown in season is a great thing to do for your health. It gives you lots of variety. You get to try new things. So in the wintertime, what kind of stuff is growing in your local area? 
Well, in terms of fruits, we have a lot of core fruits like apples and pears and citrus fruits are great. So maybe you start incorporating more of those into your routine during the wintertime. Things like root vegetables, cabbage, broccoli, all the tubers, certain kinds of squashes. Maybe you start incorporating more of those as some of your go-to carbs into your life. Maybe you start making more stews and broths and different things like this that are nice and warm and nourishing and very good for you. That could be a wintertime staple. So there's some new go-to recipes that you can introduce into the winter that give you some more warmth, that are delicious, that give you the holiday feeling, but are still super healthy. If you start to ask yourself these questions, you're developing a plan, not just a plan that's consistent every year, but a plan that has slight variations and spices that meets you at all the different demands of every season. And I think this is what also makes it really fun to stick to health because we want consistency, but we also need variety. And every season gives us a chance to try some new stuff. So how does your nutrition change? over the wintertime? What are some new recipes you're going to try? And also, what's staying the same? Maybe if you're one of our Fit Father or Fit Mother program members, you're going to stick to your morning shake. That becomes like a staple of your routine. And maybe you still stick to your same kind of lunch, but dinners might be a little different. Maybe they're more of the stews and broths and slow-cooked kind of recipes that are really great. So these are just some ideas. Another thing I think is important about like the holiday season, the end of the year, it's wintertime, is that there's oftentimes a lot more sugar and processed stuff around because a lot of people do the cookies and the candies and the gift baskets and these different kinds of things over the winter. And I'll tell you this, it's fine if you have these things on occasion, but I would certainly warn you if you allow these things to sit into your house where you're getting exposed to them every single day. It's fine to have some gingerbread cookies if you go to a party or to have a little bit of something extra and different that's not quote unquote healthy on a free meal once a week. But if you have cookies and candied popcorn and all sorts of different things sitting in your house all the time and you're constantly getting this drip of sugar and you're not moving well enough, this is where that snowball of negative momentum can start to happen. So my suggestion for you is keep this stuff out of your house, the candy and the sweet and the the holiday drinks and the festive stuff that will find you when you go out, but don't keep it in your house, your temple. Keep that healthy. It'll carry an environment where you can make more healthy choices and then you have a little flexibility when you go out and enjoy yourself on these parties. So these are some specifics, but the key idea is this. We want a structured routine that is based off of truth and principle. And that's what we're here to really help you establish is that core routine. We help you inside our Fit Father, Fit Mother programs. If you're one of our program members, you know, and you have that routine. If you're someone who wants to establish that core rhythm and routine, then come join us in our programs. There'll be links below in the description for this podcast and this video. But once you have that routine, the next level is understanding how that routine must necessarily flux and adapt and glide with the different seasons of our life. The routine and the exact specifics of that that we do in the summer might be different than the winter. And now that we're recording this in the winter, the chance for you today is to reflect what kind of changes do you need to make to your routine, the subtle shifts with your sleep, with your nutrition, and with your movement to make it so that you have less friction this holiday season, that you're able to stay on track, that you're invigorated and passionate about your routine, and that you get to really just meet this season of your life this year with a routine that's adaptable. And then, of course, as the weather starts to warm up in the summer, we start to change and do the next kind of flux. I want you to reflect on this today. This is what's going to help you really stay on track because look, the same kind of thing is going to happen every single year for the rest of your life. You're going to hit another winter and you're going to need to have the skill set to be able to do this. It's subtle. This is not the science of getting healthy. This is the art of getting and staying healthy and you need both the science and the art. So this is the art. And I want you to start to reflect and think about this today. And I hope you found this valuable. 
And I also want to say this, although we talked about the environmental seasons in the case of like the environment getting colder and darker around wintertime, this concept also applies to any other season of our life. Maybe we're at a season of our life where work is very busy right now and we need to make some adaptations where we don't have quite as long workouts. We do shorter workouts and we prioritize a little more sleep and maybe we scale back on the amount of food we're eating. Like the idea here is that we always want to tailor our health routine to meet the demands of life right now, whether environmental or something else in our families. And that is is key. Be gentle with yourself. Move with these ebbs and flows because the strong don't survive. The adaptable survive. And that's the truth. So I hope you enjoyed this, my friend. If you enjoyed this podcast, we'd love to hear from you in a rating and a review. Of course, it really helps support the show. And if you want to hear more content like this, definitely let us know. Reach out to us. My team and I are here to chat with you to help support you and your family. And I'm really grateful you found this. And I hope you reflect on these questions today and make your routine very adaptable for this winter season. Thanks for being here, my friend. Hey there, my friend. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Fit Mother Project podcast. If you love what you heard, I have a favor to ask you. Please consider taking 60 seconds right now to leave us a rating and review on our podcast. Leaving us a review is super quick. It only takes a minute and it's so, so helpful to us as it really boosts this podcast to reach more people who need this information and this message. If you're listening on Apple Podcast, you can leave us a star rating and review. If you're watching on YouTube, you can hit the like button and leave us a comment. Overall, I truly appreciate you being with us here on the podcast. On behalf of me and my entire Fit Mother Project team, we truly feel honored and grateful to support you and your family on your journey to fantastic health. I thank you for your support of this podcast and of this mission. Also, if you're interested in joining our complete Fit Mother program and becoming an official member of our community, you can visit our website, fitmotherproject.com. And on the Fit Mother site, you'll be able to see our complete Fit Mother program along with our online store with the best supplements designed for busy moms. And you'll also find a ton of free resources like recipes, workouts, meal plans, and more. God bless you and your family. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi signing off. I'll catch you on the next episodes of the Fit Mother Project podcast.